The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. On the line now, the set MP for Lara, John Aaron, good morning. Good morning, Mitchell, and good morning to your listeners. I wish it was uh, under better circumstances uh, for a Monday, uh, of course, with the the, uh, announcement of a snap lockdown as of 11.59pm last night. But, um, yeah, we we continue to struggle in relation to containing or trying to minimise the health outcomes for Victorians, of course, with with these uh, lockdowns uh, are, are a method in slowing that spread down so yes i'm 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 sorry i know that there's a you know there's a lot of angst out there there's a lot of people that are doing it really tough and and i totally understand i totally get it this is um you know hopefully by christmas uh, it'll be a different world for us and uh, and we've got a roadmap uh, that we we will work towards obviously leading up to christmas so um there is a bit of light at the end of the tunnel of course we all wish it was under better circumstances but i think at least this time around we can rationalize the lockdown because there are cases here in Geelong it's not because of a case in Mildura or Shepparton or some part of Melbourne that we've been put into lockdown but i suppose the question is how confident are you that this will only be a week given that only one of the lockdowns that we've had of the eight that we've had uh, in total has actually run to time? Well, I'm fairly confident uh, our contact tracers in Geelong, Barwon Health, can I give a, a special shout out to all of those health professionals uh, and uh, that work within our health system. Um, and, and obviously they work really hard. And, and I'm pleased to say that today um, after, uh, you know, it, it, a lot of, testing that is, that's been done in Geelong. Um, there are no new cases today, which is a, a great sign. Um, and, and that's the, the concern. It's about um, community transmissions. That, that's what the big, biggest fear is. And, and there were some, you know, there are some two, 320 uh, um, exposure sites, which includes Cottonon and, and some coals and other parts of Geelong. And so it is very much about making sure that we contain it, we uh, we get a good handle on it. And that's why these lockdowns uh, exist, because up until a such time as uh, we, we all get vaccinated uh, or a large proportion of us get vaccinated, unfortunately, this is the only method that's available right across the world in, in various jurisdictions, in other states and territories and and of course, across the globe, the, the most effective method of of stopping, slowing this Delta strain is, um, you know, uh, lockdowns. And and we're hoping, with the good news today, that there's no new um, infections that that have happened in the community. That uh, and everybody has been contacted. And and, uh, and of course, that means that you know there is a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Seven days uh, is probably all that we need to contain it. Do some employees have questions to answer in that there's been workers that have come down from metropolitan Melbourne and it would appear that they've brought the virus with them. Do we need to ask employers, was the work that they were doing down here in Geelong really essential and could they have done it from home in metropolitan Melbourne? Because, of course, we all cop it as a result of this situation. Well, that, that's, of course... Uh, uh 
a decision that's that's made by in terms of uh, work permits and what work is available or what work can be done, there is a strict criteria in terms of uh, making sure that uh, uh, you know employers stick to those those rules and guidelines. And, and unfortunately, there are some that don't. Um, and and that's why you know um, government offices and 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 of course the health department would be looking very closely at what is really essential and what isn't. Uh, up until look, everybody wants to get back to. Work work everybody wants to you know get the economy back on track there are businesses out there that want to that want to operate and you know start making money because they they're, they're going broke we get that uh, and we totally understand that the vaccination numbers and I'm proud to say Geelong leads the way in terms of not only single dose vaccinations but also double double uh, dose vaccinated uh, is roughly sitting at around the 55 percent uh, and, uh, and 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 obviously that that shows to us uh, that we are committed to this, that we as a region understand the importance of being vaccinated and getting back to normal life. And, you know, the grand final, Mitchell, like, again, it's it's a sad state of affairs. Like, uh, for us, you know, I remember when I was the Minister of Sport and we did the deal with the AFL to have the grand final at the MCG uh, until 2058. And, and, of course, we haven't had it for the past two years. And that's that's really sad. But But rest assured, that is a, a very tight-clad uh, contract that we've signed with the AFL that that grand final is not going anywhere until at least now 2059 because we've added a, another year to that contract because it wasn't played here. Um, and so it will eventually come back. We will get back to a certain level of, of normality. And can I just stress at this point that, you know, there are still unfortunately some people that think that COVID doesn't exist because, you know, they don't know of anybody that's contracted the disease or, or, or gotten sick from it. Let me tell you, it's out there. It's real. You know, unfortunately, social media and um, they have algorithms and depending on what you're interested in on Facebook or, or whatever, Instagram, they send you down, down that tunnel of the algorithm and unfortunately there's a lot of people that are being influenced uh, externally from America in terms of how they, some extreme groups out there are dealing with COVID and you know they don't want to comply, they don't want to wear a mask, they don't believe COVID's real, they don't believe that you know that this this is all a conspiracy by government to take control of our lives. It's not, it's it's real. People are dying, people are, are getting very sick and one thing we do know that if you're double vaccinated, you're less likely to be in hospital, you're less likely to be on a, on a, on a ventilator, and you're less, much, much, much less likely to die from it. So, again, you know, there'll be some people that are anti-vaxxers that just don't believe that they, they should be vaccinated. They want to take horse-worming um, medicines, ivermectin, uh, to treat something. You know, they don't believe 98% of the health uh, worldwide health health professionals in relation to how to deal with COVID. They, they just believe in the 2% of people across the globe that unfortunately have uh, have gone down the path of conspiracy theories, and 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 we saw over the weekend. Um, you know, my heart goes out to the police uh, uh, in dealing with some of these extremely violent people that have been unfortunately influenced by some of the goings on in America. Um, and uh, you know, I feel you know, I've got friends that are in the police force. I've got you know, you know, it's just so sad that that, that new recruits have to come across. 
situations like that where people are extremely violent, anti-police, there are whole intentions, uh, you know, there are some that wanted to do a peaceful protest, but, you know, it's illegal. You know, there's, there's COVID going on. That's a super spreader event. That's just prolonging the lockdowns. They're, they're, they're ironically, they're protesting uh, uh, lockdowns. Indeed, they're creating more lockdowns in the future. So, you know, there are agendas out there, Mitchell, and I just urge, uh, you know, um, everybody in Geelong, um, that if we want to get back uh, uh, to normality, that we've got to convince our friends, our relatives, uh, our neighbours into getting vaccinated. And that's the only way out. The Premier yesterday in his media conference was talking about the Burnett modelling. And I think he said that cases were expected to peak at three to 4,000 new cases a day. Will our health system have the capacity to deal with that? Because I know the government announced in about April last year that there'd be 4,000 new uh, beds created. I don't know if that's happened, but can we deal with that level of cases and still have enough capacity in the health system for other concerns that people may have? Absolutely. We're, um, we're working very hard towards that in terms of preparing ourselves for, 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 for what's coming ahead. And, and again, I say that that could be lessened uh, by the pure fact that if people just, you know, vaccinated um, and, you know, we could relieve the stress of the health system, relieve the stress on all of those nurses, my heart goes out to them. You know, they're the ones that deal with it day to day. And, and it's just a constant beeping of the ventilator when they're in ICU. You know, um, it just, it just, I don't know how they sleep at night. They do double shifts. And, and so, yes, I totally get it. I, I understand that, uh, that, that this is a catastrophic event if, if we get to that point. Um, and, but, you know, we, we're aware of it as a government. You know, we're, we're proud of the fact that we've invested record amounts of money into health. Um, under difficult circumstances. This is costing the economy a lot of money. You know, every test costs a lot of money. Every vaccination, obviously, everything, um, you know, the treatments in hospital for those people that uh, unfortunately end up in the ICU. You know, this is all draining the health system. But that's why we're here as a government, but in terms of federal and state, we've got to assure, and this is where the federal government can come into it. And I'm glad to see now the federal government are um, getting the Moderna vaccinations coming through, that we're now set to make sure that we get to those targets of over 80% vaccinated uh, by hopefully the end of the year because we've got enough vaccines and we've just got to, you know, th there are some people that want to be fussy and picky and, and you know, they some of the over 60s, I understand, would like Pfizer instead of uh, AstraZeneca or Moderna. Um, you know, uh, we've got to save that for uh, our young people. Pfizer is... Uh, is, you know, predominantly will be dedicated to students, um, those that are you know, 12 and over. Um, you know, we've got to make sure that our young people are protected because one of these things that we've found from this COVID, I mean, I'm no expert. That's why we, we totally listen to the experts in relation to all of this, Mitchell. And I know there's a lot of Facebook experts out there that say, oh, you know, the the, the chief health officer doesn't know what he's doing. They do. They, they, they have... You know, they consult widely. One of the things that's happened and the strains happen uh, to change, the Delta one has come about because obviously they try to find new hosts. And when you look at the people that have been people that have been hospitalised, it's people that are predominantly under 40 because over 40, predominantly people have been vaccinated. So you're not finding that that older people are ending up in hospital. It's 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 the younger people. And, and that's where the virus goes to the new hosts where 
it, unprotected people are. And we've got to get those under 40s vaccinated so that they don't find new hosts and, and produce a new strain coming uh, going forward. And, you know, and, and that's what it's about. It's about if, if we want to eliminate, like we've eliminated many other diseases like polio and other things, we've got to get vaccinated and kill this virus off so that it can't find new hosts. The people stuck over the border, the Victorians stuck interstate, I'm sure you would have seen Senator Henderson's campaign about that. Why couldn't we bring those people in and have them do two weeks in hotel quarantine uh, when people presumably can come in from overseas and do hotel quarantine? Why do they take precedence over Victorians returning home? Well, I'm pleased to say that I've had a, a lovely email from one of my constituents who was in that position uh, who is back and, and so are their friends. So there, there is a, a slow stream of people now coming back and, and there's, uh, you know, uh, and we are working very hard to make sure that Victorians um, do eventually come back and, and we've got a, a systematic approach to it. And, and I'm pleased to see that uh, a few of my constituencies have come back and uh, they've sent me a very nice email saying thank you and we appreciate the work that you've putting in relation to this and that's all, all we can do as, as local members is is put our our um you know uh, our concerns of citizens of our of our area to the relevant authorities and hope that they you know work hard towards finding a, a solution to it and and that's exactly what 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 i've done what the other mps are doing and it, it is a, a matter of making sure that you know let's not forget that this whole delta strain came from new south wales and we just need to be careful on how we you know how we how we proceed forward, but look, look, you know, once we get to that point of more than eighty percent vaccinated, I think it's every man and woman for themselves. If people uh, still want want to, you know, deny that COVID exists and don't want vaccinations because they'd like, rather take ivermectin, a horseworming medication, rather than the vaccine, um, they're going to be exposed, and, and unfortunately, you know, they're the people that are going to clog up our system, uh, our health system, and, and that's why we need to be careful of future strains or or other uh, you know uh uh, infected people coming across into Victoria up until such time as when we're all vaccinated and, and hopefully, you know, Christmas is looking good, you know, I, I do a hashtag vaccinate for Christmas sake, you know um, and uh, when I do social media and, and now we're, we're at our target, hopefully it might improve depending on how we go but 30 people can go to your home for Christmas gatherings which is fantastic Mitchell and, and that's what we want, we want to get back to normal, we want to have our Christmas uh, this year and and hopefully next year uh, the vaccinations have been rolled out and you know the, the cafes and, and the restaurants and, and everybody opens up. I know there's a bit of you know tension in relation to concerns about how, how um, you know cafes and other outlets uh, check for people whether they've been vaccinated but we've got a you know there'll be a QR system uh, a code system where it'll be very seamless a quick where it can be just scanned uh, and basically it's like pretty much when you check in uh, at the moment um, and uh, and there'll be a system which is uh, not 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 much of a burden on those cafes hey I suppose you could look at it from this way they'd rather be open and going through a process than not being open and not making money well, that's right. Look, thanks so much for being on the program. Hopefully when we speak to you next month, it's under better circumstances. Thank you, Mitchell. John Aaron, the state MP for Lara. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.